hates our intro he music. Hates the I intro. swear every time. Bud, what's wrong? He says, I went to the gym, but I forgot to tan before the episode. This baby is wearing the guinea tuxedo. And it's basically a little tiny baby Adidas tracksuit with the collar popped and a bald ass head and just looking flyer than a motherfucker. Huh, bud? What's wrong? You okay? He just wanted to be part of it. He He did. He's like, my voice, I demand that my voice be heard. (laughs) Love him for that. How are you, Miss Kate? I'm good. I have survived the virus. Oh, my God. You were down so bad. It was. I So I never got it. Really? I never got it. I was That's untouched. So weird. But like this, this was worse than flu, worse than COVID. This was bad. Weird. So this, what were like, the symptoms? This took my kids out. So uh, Ava got it first. She had high fevers for uh, five days of like 103 to 104. Oh it would come God. down to like. 100.5 or maybe 101 with but, meds yeah but it, it was like but it didn't break fully break no it would like sometimes it would break and then it would come right back <laughs> up in three hours oh my god and it was these fevers of like 103 104 and she would just cry out and then like collapse to the ground and fall asleep oh my god where she lay just make herself at home right in the kitchen floor yeah like right over the heating vent she fell asleep one day in a ass up in the air of all the places ava my mouth don't you know about carbon monoxide have we taught you nothing (laughs) and then she just fell over and slept it was so bizarre and so strange and aiden was and then she had some gi symptoms the walking dead yeah narcoleptic yes narcoleptic and weird my friend said that ava passing out in random places reminded her of me and my like drunken college days yep where when I got drunk, mm. inebriated, really, the last thing that you should ever do is move me. Why? Did you become violent? Yes. Was there a struggle? The answer is yes. <laughs> Just with a deadpan stare. Yes. Yes, I was violent. Leave her where she lay. Oh, my God. And so it's a hard concept for people to understand when they first meet me. When they, if that happens and I like make it two steps into the house and I fall asleep in your foyer. Just leave her there. Leave her. Put just a, cover a, like, with the yep. blanket. Put some cones around her. Yep. Maybe like a strip light. Yep. Just to mark off where the body is. Yeah. Yep. So no one else yeah. uh, takes a digger on her account. Just leave her there. Yeah. Let her sleep it off. Yeah. Wow. So. Okay then. Uh-huh. What? Yeah. That, Have you ever gotten to like the root cause of this? Like, why do you become so? My sister pissed? does too. Really? Yeah. Maybe it's like this recessive gene expressing <laughs> itself. Do any? Do either of your parents have this affliction, or is it just you and your sister? I think it's just me and my sister. That is so fucking but, like, weird. Yeah, I remember at my sister's bachelorette party, you know, just like trying to get her into the hotel room. Get off me! And she's trying to like really? rip her clothes off. Sorry, Megs. Um, but yeah, we've that, all been there. Yeah. I get like that too. Like I want like my clothes off and then I just want to be like laying there and I just, just want to be naked left. on a marble floor <laughs> in someone's house. Ideally not outside. Yeah. It took Ryan a long time. So his Duly biggest noted. thing for me was always to get me inside the home. 
Yeah, of so course. So he would get me inside the house, and sometimes I would then fall asleep taking my shoes off. So there's there so was you times you I don't live out your your drunken sleeping beauty fantasy. It's like you just like wake up in the woods somewhere, surrounded by squirrels <laughs> and butterflies and Bambi and shit. One time, I did wake up in our college house foyer, and um, the cats were batting at my face. Like I think this bitch is dead. We can fucking eat her. <laughs> they were they were preparing to. I was asleep um, like a panda. Make a meal out of you. Yep, batting at that. my hair and face. My friend was walking down the steps to go to work, <laughs> and found me there with the cats. <laughs> found me there amongst the cats, just the feral cats. They were they were literally sizing you up for a meal. Yeah, they're like. It, has she stopped breathing? Is yeah. this our opportunity? I was like, okay, <laughs> you do the poke test. I'm going to swat at her face a few times yep. and see if she reacts. Yep. That's literally what they were doing. Yeah. Because cats are evil. Evil. Yeah. Yeah. They evil. really are. But um, yeah, so I survived. Wow. That didn't happen to me. And then it took down Aiden. Same thing. High fevers, just like very lethargic days on end. So like we were in this like bubble for, I guess, 10 12 12 days yeah are you sure it wasn't mono i don't know i mean then i don't that they, sounds like mono. they tested they tested for flu covid and strep and it all was negative and they just said yeah it's just a bad virus that's crazy it was so crazy and then it's like then you know then they feel better they're fever free their yeah. symptoms have subsided the appetite is getting back like aiden lost like four pounds which like, like I mean he's a you know. he's a giant so it's like ten percent of his body weight but whatever he, then they get to like that whiny stage where they oh. don't have fevers they feel better but still not great yeah but they're like but they're needy. starting to come too and they have the energy to be whiny yeah so like whiny and he's still like we had to wake him up from a nap really he slept for like thirteen hours and then slept for three more hours in a nap and we had to like wake him up because it was four fifteen like, you need fluids bro yeah. But yeah, it's just like here's the Gatorade. Get back in the game. Yeah. But anyways, I think we're on the men. They went to daycare today. All is well. Fever free and fever free from several days. Fuckless. Yep. Yeah, they can reek. <laughs> Giving no fucks. Yeah. Fuckless. Yeah. At daycare. Excellent. Out of the home. Yep. So the sun is shining today in all regards. Oh my god, that's excellent. Yep. Well, I'm glad you made it through. Same, same. While you were at home with. <laughs> Several small, <laughs> virally infected children. I, as we learned last week, <laughs> hightailed my ass down to the University of Alabama because I had to. I had to go. I had orientation. It was mandatory that I be on campus. And I am so, so glad for so many reasons that I went. Getting down there sounded like a fucking nightmare it was horrific anybody flying to tuscaloosa this is my official recommendation you get a flight from wherever you are to atlanta you rent a car and you drive you do not make this drive at night like i did because it is a two-lane road that is i-20 and only traveled by what can only be described as meth addicted uh, long haul truckers. These motherfuckers are wild. They're wild. And not only the truckers out of their fucking gourds, 
all of the uh, passenger vehicles and the people who inhabit them are also out of their minds. I saw a Hyundai Sonata get up on the ass of a double tractor trailer, lay on the horn, swerve from lane to lane trying to get around this dude, start flashing his high beams. This trucker then slams on his... Mind you, it's torrentially... It's pouring. It is pouring out. Slams on his brakes. This Sonata, this psycho Sonata, swerves into the breakdown lane, almost like skids off the road. The truck speeds away, gets out of the left lane that this car is trying to get through. And then this car comes out of nowhere, swerves across two lanes and blows by this trucker. That is not the only incident that happened. Like these, like it, it was like a semi-regular occurrence. Was this your original, this was not your original no, travel plan? No, my original travel plan was to fly from Boston to D.C. and get my connecting flight from D.C. to Birmingham, Alabama, and then drive one hour. Which oh, is okay. reasonable because yeah. like Tuscaloosa is in the absolute middle of nowhere. <clears throat> it's the only actual civilization for a good while. Okay. So there's no airport in Tuscaloosa. Okay. But Birmingham is the closest one. And it's like there it's Alabama's international airport. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um there's like regional ones, there's a few, but whatever. It's a longer drive. Yeah. Irrelevant. And I was not trying to drive through the backwoods of Alabama. I would rather just risk my life on I twenty with the truckers. <laughs> so I wasn't trying to fly to, you know, south wherever, Holly Grove somewhere, and then drive through the backwoods. Anyway. I, like I said, had a hell of a time getting down there. I-20 is crazy. So do it during the day. Like fly in, get like an 11 a.m. flight if you can to Atlanta. Pick up your car at like 1 and then drive the three hours. Arrive for check-in at your hotel of choice by 4. Not 11. Not <laughs> 1 in the morning. Ooh. I didn't get down to Atlanta until – I didn't pick up my rental car until about 10, 10, 15. PM. PM. Woof. And then I had to drive three hours. You didn't think about st- it, didn't make sense to stay in Atlanta. You had already. I had to be at orientation at 7 30 the oh, next shit. morning. Yeah. So it was, a, it was 10. Yeah. Was I going to sleep until no. 3 a.m. and then drive? Like what? You know what I mean? And they had all my luck. They had luggage with me. I was like, I'm not, I'm not trying to do this. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to suck it up and I'm going to drive. Yeah. You were by yourself. So I you was only by myself. Exactly. So I was like, I'm just going to drive. So finally I make it to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, in the middle of the night. Not a soul to be seen. It was a Wednesday night. Check into my hotel. I roll in there like a home invasion. I bust through the doors, throw my shit. I'm like, I'm here. Check me in. Let me go upstairs. I need to sleep. And this guy at the front desk was like genuinely concerned for my mental health at this point. I sounded like a psycho. I didn't – like I was – I go to bed every night solidly by 10.30 p.m. Like, I'm not a late-night gal. It's not, it's not the life I'm living these days. So at 1 a.m., I am, I, am, I am like this hollow version of myself. I'm not even really – like, the lights are on, but nobody's home. Do you know yep. what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So and I scare the tell. shit out of – oh, he could tell. Yeah, he was like, uh, I just need to get you a room and, like, have you be on your way because yeah. I don't want any part of this. I don't want to be, like, the last person this woman sees before she commits a violent crime. <laughs> yes. So, like, I need you to just get out of my face and we can forget this ever happened. So he gives me a room key. I go upstairs. I pass out. Whatever. I, like, check in with my husband. Tell him, no, let him know that I'm there. Next day, I get up. 
the sun is shining, all is well. The hotel that I got was actually right next to where orientation was taking place. So it's just like a quick jaunt through the through the courtyard. <laughs> and it's so funny because it was, I don't know, 50 degrees. And people there are in like... Parkers, like, right? Down jackets. Like Canada Goose jackets. Like down to their ankles. Like wearable sleeping bags. Just bombing around campus. I'm like... In shorts. In shorts. I'm like, what? What are you people doing? Like, this is. I. It can't. It can't be that bad. Like, the. the we're all human beings, right? Like, the temperature tolerance disparity can't be that bad. It is though. But dude, they're like, like I'm like, I'm not in Kansas anymore. That was the first clue. So whatever, I go about my day. I go through orientation. It was lovely. We got to meet all the faculty. We got to. Um, yeah, they told us all about the program, and it was like orientation for all of the incoming spring class at Alabama. So there was like thousands of people. Okay, um, like they split us into groups. Like they did it in different areas of the campus, and then um, on day, well, they take us through the whole program. Whatever, everyone kind of splits off. It ended at four thirty. I get back to the hotel, and I'm just exhausted anyway from oh the previous night's <laughs> excursion. I record the podcast, yep. and it was originally supposed to go out on Friday night. You were supposed to go out on Friday? I was supposed to go on Friday night. This is Thursday. Okay. So this is Thursday, like, during the day, and then I record the podcast Thursday night. Yep. And then I get a call from my – not a call. I text from my – my connection down there and she's like frat party going on like usually it's thursday nights that are frat party nights but it's usually during football season that they do them on thursdays okay otherwise they do them on fridays she's like this particular fraternity is having a party tonight do you want to go to that instead i was like hell yeah like let's go i was like i'm already again feeling fuckless and fun so like let's go YOLO. YOLO. So I <laughs> was wearing like jeans and a sweatshirt. Like a long like, like jeans, a long sleeve, and like an Alabama Crimson Tide sweatshirt on. And I hauled ass out the door. And I went and met this girl like at the quad or whatever. And then we walked over with her and her friends. And I – it was like an episode of The Twilight Zone. Even just like – listening to the conversations going on behind me with all of these college students and hearing what their interests are and like what the problems of their day are as i was gonna say so like you were clearly the oldest in this. oh by, by several years maybe a decade yeah. like let's put it like a decade i was the oldest yes. for sure um so listening to these what i now consider to be baby adults talk about i'm like was i like that yes and the answer is yes yes the answer is yes we all were yeah but just it's on it's also in addition to like piecing out the you know frustrations of their life and listening to that whole portion of it (laughs) the language is so fucking different i'm like what does that mean like just like the slang that they're using I was now. Gonna say, like the slang. It's not I like people in Alabama. T- I mean, they have an accent. They but- sure do. And they say some weird shit down there too. We'll get to that in a minute. But, um, but just like the, the young, the, the young, young slang. slang. I'm like, 
what? What's an example? Do you, uh, can you oh think God. of a specific Just like example? The use of the term cap. What? And the cap, like C A P. No, yeah, C A P. Like you're capping, you're lying. No, that's not true. And I'm just like, it, like you hear that term, and I, I for some reason, it's just such, it just like it seems so corny to me for someone to actually say it, but they actually say it. I don't know why I just didn't make these connections. Like I hear, like I don't know, I hear these. I guess I see it on like skits, TikTok like, and TikToks, social media, but it's yeah. like they're using it in a hyperbolic way. Like the people who use it in skits on tiktok or instagram or whatever they're using it as a way to like make fun of the character that they're that they're right. embodying do you know what i mean right but i hear these bitches actually using it and they weren't bitches they're lovely lovely ladies and i actually i'm their adoptive mother at this point i'm yeah. like their really old sister <laughs> um and they're wonderful they were so so cute but just like listening to them, to, I was like, I can't, I can't. Okay, I'm gonna block this out and like someone give me a four loco because <laughs> that's what we were doing. I drank four locos. What? For they and they have real ones down there because it hasn't been banned. Like the caffeine alcohol. Yeah, it's like the old school, like decade from a decade ago. Literally, like the old school OG four locos. Holy mackerel! We get to this frat party. Your pictures were out of this world. Dude, I was to be a fly on the wall. So I don't know what was on my on my phone, like on the lens, because they all came out foggy. I don't know why. But there was a smoke machine. Dude, okay, so we get to the frat house. And mind you, frat row at Alabama and sorority row. So the f- the fraternity houses, a lot of them were demoed between, I think it was like 05 and 2012. Okay. Because they were all old row, quote unquote, fraternity houses that were built in the 60s and 70s. And then the Alabama Board of Trustees, University of Alabama Trustees, came together and was like, these buildings aren't up to fire code. Obviously, there's a mass amount of students that filter through here. Like, we can't just have, you know, flammable homes when they're lighting off fucking fireworks all over the place. Because... Fireworks are super, super legal, and they love them down there. There's like a fire. It's like New Hampshire. There's like a fireworks like warehouse, not even just a store, a warehouse. Off every highway, around every corner, they're just everywhere. So they're like, something bad's going to happen. So we need to demo these houses. Also, all of the boosters and all of the people who graduated from the University of Alabama are now like, hey, we want to build up our campus because, you know, whatever. They have a legacy to protect, which I understand. So they rebuilt these homes. The fraternity that I went to was built in 2012 or okay, 2013. So they demoed it in 2012. I think so it's they like 10 years old. Finished it in 2013. Okay. Cost $7 million to build back then, back post-recession when construction was cheap. That's $7 million. Yeah. It looks like it's – the word is palatial. It is this gigantic – plantation style home with the call like the greek revival home with the columns and the brick everywhere and all of the moldings and all of like the eaves and it was just it was insane and it's not just that house it's house after house after house after house they're all in a row together and they're massive like true true mansions like 
with 40,000 like, square feet with all of this like very ornate architecture inside. One of the sorority houses has a 15 million dollar chandelier that used to hang in the Waldorf Astoria. Yes, I remember you saying that. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then I was looking up that like the cost of like the homes in sorority row. One of them was like 15 million dollars to build. One of the I was just like this is insane. Whatever. So we get to this house, me and all of these super, super hot 20-somethings, and they're, like, smoking. They're, like, I, I was, like... Are I you talking even, about the females or the males? The females! Oh, okay. I'm, like, looking, I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, was I ever this hot? This is insane. Like, it was, next, like, they're gorgeous. Stunningly gorgeous. All blonde. I think it was, like, one brunette, like, outside of me. They're, like, blonde, beautiful, tan, blue eyes, like, incredible. So we roll up to this fraternity house. <laughs> you have to like go around the side of it to the part where there's a gate, right? Okay. So there's an and there's a guard. There. I need to know what people were wearing too, but oh, maybe we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. I mean, just because think. you told me you were in jeans and a sweatshirt. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So it was actually really. We'll get there. It was split. Like some people, like it's an SEC school, so the girls dress up. Like they dress up for right. game days. Yeah. Heels, dresses, like full hair and makeup. It's not like the Big Ten where you're like. Woo! Like, right. let me get some overalls and, like, head to a game. No, it's not like that at all. It's very different. We get to the side of the house. There's this big gate. And then there's a gate, like, that opens. And there's, like, a guard standing there along with two frat bros. <laughs> are, like, talking to people as they come in. Like, you just, you know, I guess sizing you up as you go in. I don't know. Whatever. So one of the girls that we were with, her boyfriend goes, is in this fraternity. Okay. So they're like, okay, they're all with me. So we go in. Oh and <laughs> when I tell you, it was like a scene out of a movie. There were probably I, three to 500 kids at this frat party total. So where you go in, so right there's the front of the house and you go around to the side. So the house is kind of built like a U, but it goes deep. Like it's wide, but it also goes deep okay. back on its property. So the side, there's like a street that goes down the side, but that whole side of the house is a big gate. And there's an interior courtyard. Of this one home? Of this one home. Okay. And it's huge. It's like the size of, I don't, I mean, not like a football field, but it's the size of like the entire first floor of my house and probably a little bit more. Like it's, it's huge. Okay. There's lighting. There's food. There's copious amounts of alcohol. There's kegs everywhere. Four Locos. Vodka bottles, tequila, people doing shots over here. There's an entire soundstage with like a giant screen that's got like all kinds of graphics going on. And there's a full DJ booth with a DJ who's just like like you're at a club. It was absolutely insane. Did you have to pay to get in? No, I didn't pay anything. I just walked through the gate. I was like, see you bitches. No, I was like hung out with them for a while. But um, no, we didn't pay anything to get in. And nobody does. I don't know. That was not my experience. Okay. I don't know what goes on. Maybe they charge the dudes. They don't charge the women. I don't know. Again, I've been out of this game for a minute. I don't know all of the ins and outs of how it works. But you walked into this club for free. I walked into Club <laughs> Ignant is what I was calling it by the end of the night. These people were wasted wasted we got there at like 10 and the party was raging i think they usually start around eight. Oh, that's earlier than i would have expected yeah same but they started around eight because it's like there's also like residences around campus yeah 
So I think that probably like noise complaints started happening towards the later hours of the night and the cops come and it's just more of a hassle. So they started, I think, around eight. We didn't get there until 10. Um, So the soundstage and the DJ booth are in a room in the house, but the house, like the the wall that separates this room from the interior courtyard is I would I mean it was open when we got there, but it, imagine like a wall of glass that just kind of folds out of the way. Okay, yeah. So yep, it yep. opens into this courtyard. Okay, but it's an interior room. Okay, so that's where the DJ and the soundstage and all of that was. So I'm like looking, I'm like looking around, and I'm just like, the architect who built this home worked in the frat party logistics to his design. He's like, okay, so this is where they're gonna have. Like the outdoor portion of the party. And then we're going to make this a fold away wall so it could, the inside can be open to the outside. And we can put all of the electronics in here just in case it starts raining. And then we're going to build this room, which was essentially the basement, like a big finished basement, which okay. I can't imagine was the entire footprint of the house, but it was very, very large. That was off of like the interior um, part like where the de- where the electronics were and it was beer pong tables and flip cup and like some other new kinds of games that I don't even know but as far as the eye could see like they were row after like I don't even know how many folding tables were in this fucking place it was nuts like it you it it was wild who sets up for these things who sets up for the parties the Is frat it- does okay but they I mean, go like in they, and they set it all. I have to believe that some part of it just stays there. Okay, yeah. Like I don't think that they use that room where all of like the folding tables and I have to believe that the portion of the setup where the folding tables and like the beer pong was taking place. I think that those tables just stay up. Okay, I I think so anyway. I can't imagine that they're taking down. 50 folding tables and then putting them all back up again. Although I don't know. I don't know how any of it works, but whatever. Why The frats set all of this up. Okay. I do believe that the uh, lighting yeah. stays up. is like, you know, like the cafe lights. Yeah. And then, of course, the DJ has like all of like the strobe lights and all the up lighting and all of that stuff. And then I, I think, like, the soundstage and all that, I'm pretty sure that just stays there. I don't know. I don't know. My second question is, like, who set all this up? This is crazy. Yeah. Who pays for this? Right, right, yeah. That, that's my next like, question. Like, who pay? Like, how do you... But, again, like, if you're in a frat, I mean, those... I mean, to be in a frat or be in, to be in a sorority are generally more expensive than just your standard room right. and board, like, in a dorm. So... I think we looked at it when you were looking at going. Yeah, and it, it, was, yeah. it was more expensive, but it wasn't for how extravagant you're telling me these yeah. homes are and the parties are. It still doesn't like add up there. You know what yes. I mean? Like for, you know, they're not paying that much more to. Right, right, right. For so this, I think I that like. a lot of the people who decide to go, well, I don't know. I'm, I, this is just speculation. I'm really, I don't have any kind of data on this. Um, <coughs> Bless you. I think a lot of them come from families that either also went to Alabama because mm. the vast majority of people who go, not the vast, but like 50% of the people who go to UA are from the South. Okay. And I mean, it is like sense. Yeah. the, why is it, is that a Syracuse shirt? Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, I digress. 
Um, <laughs> so I think a lot of people like come from families. Maybe their dad went there or their mother or whoever went there also. And they're kind of invested in all of the... Preserving the legacy of... Preserving the, the culture yeah. of the University of Alabama. It was wild. So one of the other things that I was not expecting... <laughs> frat dudes are super into the fact that I was like an older mom at their frat party. And by into it, I mean like they were genuinely trying to get me like back upstairs to their room. Like several of them. One of them was calling me mommy. <gasps> no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but like in like a very sexual way. I was like, I, I, I was like, I can't even do like, I can't even entertain this. I, I was so out of my, like, I didn't get super drunk. I wasn't like, you were like, here is my, the I was background like, of my phone. My three children on the background of my phone. He's like, yeah, I, like, I know. I didn't obviously didn't show my kids because that's like weird. But I was like, you want to see my kids? Like, like you want to see my children? But I was like, I'm a mom. I literally have three children and a husband. He's like, I know. <laughs> this is so I can't. I can't even. I can't do this. I can't do this. I came here just for the vibes, just to hang out. Like I wanted to experience it. I have no interest in fucking you. Like, please move it along. If you're looking to get some vagine tonight, it's not going to happen here. So please move it along, sir. Thank you so much. But he like wasn't the only one. It was it was it was funny. And at that point, like everyone was getting real, real drunk. Yeah. So I was like, it's time for me to go. Mama Mama's got to go. go. I was like, this is not a place <laughs> for a woman of my age. I cannot do this. So around like I left around, I think like 1245, one. And I went back to the hotel. I had to get up the next morning for day two of, two of orientation anyway. Uh, so, yeah. I went home. I went to sleep. I woke up the next morning. I felt totally fine again. I was like, I was in a totally unfamiliar area. And I was like, I don't know what's going to pop off at this frat party. Like, you never know. Yeah. And I generally don't like to be out of control in places that I'm unfamiliar with or like I don't like to be fair yeah, intoxicated yeah. in places I'm not I'm not familiar with like I'm not I'm just I don't I like to be in control of the situation so I went back to the hotel room I went back to sleep or I went to sleep and then I woke up the next morning and I told my class what had happened and they're like what <laughs> What did you do? Because the second day I was just with like my, um, like my degree. Yeah, 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 my whatever. So they split you off based on your declared degree program at UA. And most of the people in my degree program are also adults. They're either grad (laughs) students or they're like finishing up a few credits like to get, you know, into grad school, whatever. Um, And they were like, excuse me, you went where last night? I was like, yeah, no, I went to this fraternity and like I like, you know, got in touch with somebody down here and she's like, yeah, come out with us and party. I'm like, absolutely. We exchanged numbers. I contacted her once I got down here and they were like their minds were blown. They're like, you what? 
how I don't even I didn't know that that was a thing we could do I'm like I didn't think so either I was like you know you don't know you don't know until you ask yeah so it was a wild night and fun was had by all wow an experience I mean I have to say like I've been to frat parties before obviously like we all have it is a different situation i have never been to i've never even been to a wedding like that let alone a frat party like with college students so wild it's an sec school it's It's hard for me to even like wrap my head around as it probably was for you too before you went down there and saw it for yourself in person yeah i i was not expecting that i was like because you see movies like old school right yeah that's what i'm thinking and you think like oh that doesn't really happen no it's like that but worse but you were like the main character. I was I was, was Will Ferrell. Yeah, you it was were me. I was him. We were one. <laughs> yes. We lived the same life. Yes. For like a couple hours. All you hours. had to do was go streaking through the quad. All I had to do and then have Misha come find me. Yeah. Pull up. <laughs> like, is that, is that Gina? Yeah. Come on, we're going streaking. They're all behind us. It was, it was nuts. Yeah, no, that's like literally what I kept. That's what I kept saying to myself is this is like old school. We had different and weeks. And I'm old school. Yeah, we, we did. were living very different weeks. We we were. <laughs> yes, we were. Yes, we were. But speaking of weeks, what do you got going on next week? Anything? It's Valentine's well, Day. I know. It's not really our holiday. Yeah, same. We, it's like, oh. I think like what we started to do years ago, even like when we were dating in college, was we would actually not go out on Valentine's Day. Yeah. But go out like, the weekend before yeah, or yeah, like yeah. the weekend after or something yeah. like that. But obviously it's a little bit more complicated now uh, with kids. So we'll probably just like have a nice bottle of wine. We used to like what we would alternate. Sometimes we both would do it. We would make each other chocolate covered strawberries. Oh, that's nice. I love chocolate covered mm-hmm. strawberries. But um, yeah. Right. And then obviously we've got the Super Bowl. So I can't believe that's this weekend too. I know. Oh, Tommy B. Retired. Is it for good? Yeah. He signed a contract with Fox to become. I know. I know. To go into broadcast. But um, it yeah. better be for good. I'm not doing this shit again. If he does it one more time, I'm sorry. I mean, I think he, he did it. I mean, when he re- recorded it, I watched it. And, you know, obviously, I think we, we've talked about it at length on another podcast episode about that. And, you know, he's, you know, a great quarterback. One of the greats, if not the greatest. Um, And but I kind of like. Lost a little bit of my love for him when he left, and I know it wasn't his fault, but it just left what the I'm, Patriots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, he's they say he he's going to retire as a Patriot. That's what they're hoping, but I don't know. He, How is he? Was he going to retire as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer? He might. Fucking, that's lame. I'm no. You're they right. Get Listen, a, but anyways, when I watched the video that he posted to Instagram, yeah, I did feel like I did like. It, it did ha- have like make me a little emotional, but that's just because I'm just like in this weird state. Like, I got I, just, like, I got it out last time. I was like, okay, Tom, it was but, the right move then. Be- right, but because he got emotional, I'm like a sympathetic crier. So yeah. when other people cry, it makes me want cry. to cry. And so, you know, what he said was sweet. He basically was like, I can only do this once. I did the I did the big retirement thing once. I did the big announcement once. Yeah this one no I'm that was the right call yeah yeah the way so he went about it was correct yeah. for sure so we'll see how he is as a broadcaster i'm sure he'll be excellent he's, he's very a- intelligent he's yeah. very charismatic i can't imagine he's gonna be anything other than yeah. spectacular he's gonna make more as a broadcaster 375 million if yeah. i was giselle i'd be like what's up baby yeah 
<laughs> you know, we signed those papers, but you know, we could always do marriage number two. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. So Super Bowl, some nice wine. Yeah. Same. That's it. Same. What about you? Same. <laughs> Yeah, same, same. Exactly, exactly the same. Yeah. Super Bowl, we, like, you know, we'll get invited to a Super Bowl party. Our friends always have one, and we never go. We just, I don't know why. Misha really likes to hang out at home, and I, which I also do, too. I'm just like, if we want to actually watch the game, a Super Bowl party isn't always the correct venue. Right, right, yeah. So we generally stay home for Super Bowl. Th- um, I almost said Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> They're kind of the same. Kind of. Um, Valentine's Day, I usually just make like a really nice meal. Yeah. We hang out. I make some kind of signature cocktail. Love that. And that's it. Love that. Yep. All right. So we will uh, see you guys next week. And um, adios. Peace out.